Hello, we're here for another episode of Layback with Betfair. I'm Tom Haylock. The Australian Open has well and truly started. I welcome in the best man to talk about it, Steve Quick. How are you, great man? Not too bad, thanks. It's been a, a busy week, I think, to start the first five days, and particularly last night. I think it was a late finish. I know you, you were thinking about going to the tennis last night, but did you get to Margaret we'll, Quarterina? We'll touch on that in the lay-bin in a minute, mate. We'll okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. Sorry, sorry. Um, you, you're sleeping okay? You a bit tired? You're a week yeah, into look, the tournament? Sleeping, well, five days into the tournament? Yeah, sleeping okay. I mean, it, look, at least the tennis is on during the day here for the most of the year. You know, you're watching tennis. Through is it the, on during the, the day? Up. Not a lot. So you kind of get, you know, a lot of the through Europe and through the US here. I think the US Open starts about 1am our time. So it's actually not too bad for me at the moment. But it's just, yeah, the days do add up, particularly when you, you have some late finishes. Kokonakis and Murray, that was not during the day. That started very late and went to the early hours of last night. So we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, great to have you here. How's the tournament gone so far from a betting perspective so far? Are we on track? Any big surprises? Yeah, not too bad so far. So there have been obviously a couple of surprises through the the first um, first couple of days. You know, Rafael Nadal was obviously a big one mm. on the men's side of things um, with with his injury. So we're so used to seeing at least Nadal when he hasn't been at his best, still find that way into the second week and you know to still be a presence. But that wasn't the case. Uh, and there was absolute chaos in the men's yesterday with the likes of Taylor Fritz, Alexander Zverev, and Kasper Ruud all leaving the same quarter of the draw. So they're all out. Wow. Uh, so there is a, a bit of chaos down in the fourth quarter of the men's draw. Um, but look, overall, the, the, the top names have made it through. So Shriotek and, um, and Novak Djokovic. But it hasn't been smooth sailing for, for Novak. But we might touch on that in a little bit. We'll just read the market out currently. We'll talk about what happened last night with Novak as well. But um, currently, the men's market at betfair.com.au, $2.54 Novak. He came into as low as $1.90 and he got as long as $3.40, I think, last night. He's $2.54 favourite at the moment. Medvedev been a huge mover. He uh, We came on this show a week or so, a couple of weeks ago now, Steve. He was $9.50. We've seen a, a late withdrawal, a couple of outs, including our Aussie man, uh, he's 4.30 now, Medvedev. Since the past $11.50, Holger Rune, uh, Rune $12, and Sinner $18. Next, we go to the women's. Iga Svartek, $3. Um, she played okay. I went and watched her um, the other night, but she was challenged enough. Um, so she's $3. Sabalenka, $8.20. Pagula, $11.50. Garcia, $11 there in the women's side of the draw. Uh, as we usually do, Steve, I um, hope you're as tired as me because I've been up on the <laughs> Gold Coast and a bit grumpy today. Uh, yep. No, not too bad, actually. Um, but it's been a big uh, big couple of weeks to start the year. You got anything for the Labin for me to kick off? Oh, look, the first one to kick off, and it's fresh in the mind just as driving in here this morning, but people who are on the roads who don't pay attention when they're at the front of the, the queue for oh, a, a right yeah. green, yep. green light at the arrow there, chaos. Just, just the, you know, sitting on their phone You sit or there and you wait and you've got, you know, four or five seconds to get around and there's, there's cars banked back. I do, but I'm probably a little bit too patient. And then there's nothing uh, worse than when you toot and then they realise and they're the only car that gets through and just leave everyone else for dead. Pay attention to the lights. You're in the lobby. Yep. That is the first one. Look, the second one, it's it's been a funny old start to the tournament, I guess, from a weather perspective. And obviously we had the... <laughs> the um, it's funny is an understatement. Yeah, I, mean. I think it's obviously hard to control what's going on um, with the weather here in Melbourne in particular, but you know the scheduling I think through that second and third days it was it was chaos to begin with. They did well in the third on the third day to be able to kind of get everything back on track, but the the lack of communication I think to to the players. So you know the players were still on on site at you know 11 p.m. 12 o'clock at night, and the schedule for the next day hadn't even come out yet. 
So players didn't know if they had to rock up again at seven o'clock to you know work their way yep. into a warm up to to play at, at eleven a.m. or whether they were going to be playing in the night session. So just the lack of communication, I think, is something that's that's been a, a, a bit of an issue. But also just I, I think you know one more for the lay bin. Just the the general I think negative media around the Australian Open at the start in terms of you know we lost Kyrgios, we lost Tommy Andrich. Everyone's saying, well, what's going to happen? Where are the stories going to come from? I think there's been more than enough through the first five days. You know, from just the other Aussies in the draw, there's been a few stories, mm. you know, some on the court, some off the court. But I, I think, you know, the, the, the positive, I think, for Tennis Australia is at least people are talking about tennis. You know, we've got the big bash and there's other things on that were commanding a bit of the attention. But, you know, driving in this morning, the only thing I heard on the radio was people talking about Murray and Kokonakis. And I yeah, think that might, amazing. even if it is good or bad publicity, I think it's still, it's something at least it's been spoken about. And I think that was a bit of a worry, particularly when, um, when Kyrgios dropped out as to who was going to be that story with, with no Barty on tour anymore. Kyrgios is obviously a huge loss to the media and the marketing. His, his own storyline is a walking story, Kyrgios. But I'll tell you what, in terms of Australian, and we saw a great story and something for the backboard, some positivity mm-hmm. from you early. Alexei Popperin. Yep. What a win. His post-match interview was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was He was tearing up. He was welling. And yeah, it was very emotional. And the crowd were getting behind him and he spoke superbly so that's on the backboard what do you make of that yeah I, it was a phenomenal performance i wish it was against a player that i didn't have as an outright selection in taylor fritz <laughs> but that's fine um so I, you're, I you're think, filthy about it. i think one of the key things to, to take out of the first couple of days is that the the netflix curse is real with the tennis players who have um taken part in the documentary have you watched the series i haven't as i watched yet. the first I, one I've, I've i've seen little snippets of it yep um but you know the, the fact that i think there's only maybe two players that remain out of the the 10 players that were covered so there there has been absolute chaos through the first couple of rounds there so there is a little bit of a curse yep um it's but funny. yeah look I, I think popper and had a really disappointing year last year i, I think anyone two matches for the year yep. he's won yep. more matches already in yep. january 20. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it comes back to his belief and confidence in his game, and and he's been able to bring on a new coach, Xavier Melise, who you know played on the tour for you know over a decade, and you know mate, went deep in some Grand Slams, uh, and has the ability to be able to provide, I think, that experience, and he's obviously found a way to tap in to Alexi that that yep. previous coaches haven't, and I think you can see how well he plays with the crowd at his back, and I think. You know, John Kane Arena has been kind of the curious court of late, but if you look last night, you've got Popperin and then Demonor. The crowd, the the crowd helped right. them significantly, both of them, and, and even earlier in the tournament with John Millman coming back from a, a deficit as well. Mm. It's, you can't underestimate the crowd, and I think tomorrow, if they do play on John Kane Arena, both of them, um, on a Saturday, the biggest day generally in terms of crowds, later in the day after the, the crowd has a... A couple of beverages just to, to loosen up for the afternoon. I think wild we could scenes, see some wild scenes if they, if if organisers end up putting them on John Kane Arena. Just on Popperin as well, he actually said to the crowd, "Stick around and watch the demon afterwards." Like he mm-hmm. encouraged them to be as vocal as they were for him. For it's great Australian spirit and great to actually see that camaraderie in the team, which is something you probably haven't had recently. But it's good to see the tight knit Australian players. Um, enough positivity, mate. Let's get my lace. Yep. Tennis times now. <laughs> Why is Kokonakis and Murray? I was thinking about going last night, and you mentioned this, and I met, talked to you and said, "What time will this game start?" Started at quarter past ten. It's a Thursday night. I've got I've got to be in bed at quarter past ten. Went to what time did it finish? Two a.m. Ah, uh, four. Four just after four. Yeah. So it was. Um, I think it was about five. Getting the lay in. Yeah. Just under six hours on court. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and what I don't like it, tennis that much yeah. to stay till 4 a.m. That's fair. I mean, the, a lot of people stayed, which was the impressive part about if it. If you like tennis and you love yeah. it, would have been a brilliant game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but You're calling in sick for yeah. work on Friday after staying to. up till 4 a.m.? You'd have to. Um, and it, I, you can see when you are at the tennis at late, you know, those late sessions where it's getting towards midnight and there's the last train calls and you see the people, you oh. know, starting to head off. And you can see the people who go, well, I'm in for the long haul now. Last and I don't trains. know if anyone who was there... You know, Kokonakis was serving at, you know, two sets to love up and, and serving, I think it was at 5-3. You're thinking, oh, it's probably over. Um, you know, let's start heading to the car park in a couple of minutes and fast forward another three hours and they're, they're still out there battling away. I, I think the issue is that the, the day session runs late so often through that first, um, first week of the tournament. So you've got, you know, there were three matches on Margaret Court yesterday. It was two women's and a men's. The yep. two women's matches both went to three sets. And then the men's was um, Alexander Zarev, who it was a very, very long four-set match. Could have been five, could have been pushed back even later. Maybe it's just to be time to, the 11 a.m. start time, maybe that just needs to be brought forward an hour or something needs to be be done. I, I know people talk about getting rid of the player warm-ups when they come onto the court. You assume that players have been warming up for hours in the lead-up to you know, to be able to kind of save a little bit of time. But there is just a little bit of too much dead time, I think, between the matches Yep, that you can kind of tighten things up, particularly on those big show courts where, you know, there are people who have paid hundreds of dollars for their, you know, to be able to actually, you know, go and watch the tennis. You don't want to be sitting around waiting if you're watching for one match to, to have to wait till 10, 30, 11 for the start. It says the night session. You buy a ticket for the night session, starts at 7 o'clock. You're not yeah. expecting to watch the main match at 10.30, let alone 4 a.m. in the morning. Yep. Um, so that's in the lab in. Also, I went there day one, mm -hmm. came back from the Gold Coast, went to the tennis day one, went to a, a chicken place. It was actually an Asian restaurant, but their main dish, they had three dishes on their menu. Mm -hmm. One, the main dish was chicken. They ran out of chicken. 6 p.m. on day one. Get in the lab in. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, Australia. Um, all right, that's enough for the negativity. Okay. You've been doing some multis and they've been really flying of late on Betfair. Mm -hmm. um, so you can actually head to the multi section of the Betfair website and under Ace Previews, Ace underscore Previews, day whatever it is, day five multi today, um, mm -hmm. you can log on. They've been paying really good money as well. So if you're actually 20%, 15, 20% better than most other corporates if you uh, went that way and, and backed those. So you've got one today. Hopefully yep. this is out before the time, but what are they, mate? So there's four players, and it's just to, to win their respective matches. So we've got uh, Daniil Medvedev, who's playing uh, Sebastian Korda in the, the night session tonight. Could be a, another late night there. Uh, Cam Norrie, uh, Maria Sakkari, and Elena Rybakina, to, all to win. So that should be looking at around a about $3 for the back, I think, looking when yep. I had a last look at the, um, the exchange, which looks to be nice value. So Sakkari, Norrie, and Medvedev are all on the, on the shorter side, but... I think Rybakina's price, um, you know, just to add a little bit of value there, just to, to boost those odds up a little bit, I think they're four very solid players to be able to, to back in today for day five. Are you with Steve or are you against him? Back or lay? Take him on. Why not? Lay him. $3.40 to lay, three ten or around that to back at the moment for that multi. So take him on if you want. Go for it. I like that. Let's get to the women's, mate. We'll fly through this. Now, yep. the women's, we've got obviously a firm favourite, Igor Svitek. She's... Fluctuated a little bit in betting. She yeah, was tested yep. in her first game that I watched. Mm -hmm. um, gee, she takes a long time to serve too. But she was tested throughout that match um, against the German, um, Niemeyer, is that right? Yep. 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 Um, who challenged her. How's she going? Is she a bet at the $3 at the moment? Um, I, I, I had her as a bet just at the start of the tournament. So when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how there were some players in the draw that would 
presented a little bit of a challenge for her, some of the bigger hitters in the draw. That could and Neymar take. qualifies a bigger hitter? She did qualify. Um, but is not, she not a bigger to the same hitter? extent as is that, she is a bigger a, hitter. Yeah. 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 So, so there were a couple of others in the quarter. Um, and, and you look at the likes of, um, so there's Danielle Collins and Elena Rybakina who are playing today, uh, Coco Goff. They're just in her quarter. But I thought there was almost a little bit too much of an overreaction, and she actually went out to around that kind of 360, 370 mark, which which presented a little bit of value compared to what we saw from her before the tournament. Mm. Um, but at the moment, I think that's probably a fair price based on what we've seen. She has a relatively easy game today, but things will really ramp up from, from round four onwards for her. So one to keep an eye on. Um, but I guess the other thing that you can do then in this instance is to kind of look to the other half and, and try and find a little bit of value within that. So who's she potentially playing? If she progresses through to the, the finals or whatnot, who's she playing or who will she meet in the, the final or who will avoid her leading up to that final? So avoiding the final, so because she is the number one seed, she'll sit in that first quarter of the draw. Yep. So you look to the kind of quarters three and four because they will kind of battle each other out before we get to that point. So the players that are down that in that bottom section, uh, Arena Sadalenka is probably the, the main one that comes to mind when you look at the the draw at the moment and the form that she's been able to produce through the, the early stages. Um, I, I think she's probably the one to beat. One of the names that I did mention a couple of weeks ago was Marketa Vondrusova. Yeah, he did. Big um, price. So she... $34 now at Befeta Yeah, so she's yep. come from about the hundreds into $34. So she defeated On Jabor last night, the number two seed. You didn't mind um, on Jabour, but you liked, obviously, um, yeah, at yeah. $34, $100, Vondra Sova. Yes, so yeah. I think Jabour, you know, the, the advantage of her being in that bottom half was that we knew that she was going to be away from Shreel Tech. Yeah. Uh, but that was, you know, it, it was concerning to see the level that she produced in the first round and then, right. um, you know, the second round last night. So they were playing on Rod Laver Arena while Kokonakis and Murray were slugging it out on Margaret Court. So there was barely anyone in the in the centre court, but Vondrusa were putting a really solid performance. So she's actually technically taken the draw of the, the two seed now and should be, you know, it's a danger game next up, but there's she should be favourite basically through to the quarterfinals where I'd anticipate she's probably going to be playing either Arena Sabalenka or Belinda Bencic. So they're kind of the three in the pocket oh. down the bottom. Caroline Garcia. So are, we, been, are we taking the 34s now still? You're, I know we recommended a week and a half, two weeks ago to take the hundreds about her. Yep. Or the 80s or whatever you got. She's now $34. So you can actually trade out at 38 and make profit. But are you still with her there? You think she shortens? I think it's through the next round. I think she should shorten a little bit. So the next round is a little bit dangerous, but she is sitting, I think, around that dollar forty for the the money line. So is, is in a good position. Yep. And should also be a, a strong favourite in a potential fourth round. Um, so there's still kind of room to move there a little bit. You could also potentially keep an eye on the outright markets uh, in her next round match, and if she were to drop the first set, you know, she will drift out a little bit, yep. but it may be worth even, you know, if it does get out, you know, towards the hundreds again. You know, she's shown that she can come back. She was 2-4 down in the, the final set of the, the first round and reeled off, I think, 16 of the last 17 points to win. She's always in the contest, so she's, she's one to keep an eye on. Um, I'm still not particularly sold on the level of Caroline Garcia, um, who's the, another one who's at the top of the market. So we're against her? I am at the moment. Lay um, the, the $11.50? I, I think I'm going to wait on the lay until she she should win the next round um, yep. against uh, Siegmund. But I think from there, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. I think she's she's under. She's finding really big first serves at really key moments in, in her matches, but I'm just not sure that holds up as we get deeper into the tournament. Yep. Um, you know, she, she was playing Layla Fernandez yesterday, 
she won seven six seven five, but she was two five down in the, the first set tiebreak and saved a set point in the second set. It, it, it's she's kind of living on the edge a little bit too much for my liking for someone you know that strong in the market yep. um, this early in the tournament. So she's um, one that I'm just going to be a little bit wary of, and I think she's just a little bit too short. Um, but they're kind of the, the names I think that are going to be most pressing in terms of being able to to challenge um, you know if it's eager in the final. Great. We'll get your best bets later in the show as well. Let's get to the men's side, if you're happy to push on. Yep. Um, men's side, Djokovic, what scenes last night? He's $2.58, Medvedev $4.30, as I said. Tsitsipas going along okay, $11.50. Hogaruna $12, Sinner $18. Now, last night we saw Djokovic lose the second mm-hmm. set, yep. tweaked his hammy. You got straight on the text to me and said, check out the market. He was $1.90 before the match last night. Djokovic, and he got challenged. He tweaked his hamstring. Mm-hmm. He has been known to do this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he got out to as much as $3.40, amazingly. is now two fifty eight. So the odds have fluctuated. He lost the tiebreak in second. He won convincingly after that. His next two sets, he, he obviously, his hamstring's okay. What do you make of last night's match? What do you make of his hamstring? What do you take? What do you make of the price, two fifty eight? Yeah, I think the price is fair at yep. the moment. Um, has there this been is any reports? Is he, is he pulled up okay? What's so the... he, he said he's not happy with the hamstring and, you know, he, he said there's the advantage of, you know, with the Australian Open, you get it every second day is a rest day. So when you win, so he's only playing every second day, so he's got a bit of time to recover. The advantage for him last night was the fact that he was playing against a, a player that he could comfortably handle. Yep. You know, if, if that were to happen later in the tournament and you got a, a bigger name who was a little bit more capable, then you're starting to kind of question that a little bit. Um, things are going to get tougher for him from here on. Yes. Um, I, I do think that the best way to find out how his hamstring is is to play Grigor Dimitrov in the next round, who can extend rallies, use his slice, really turn it into a three, four-hour match if he has the ability to you know, snatch a set at some point. And then potentially after that, it's a match against Alex Dimonor. Mm. So there, there is going to, it's, things are only going to get more physical now for Novak. So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, all it takes is something. It's a medical timeout. It's something to be able to, to watch that price drift out. And even if it is a case of if, you, if you're seeing a red number next to Novak at the moment on your book, to be able to just have a look at it and go, just pick off a little bit at Level threes or, or just, just, just to, edge just to try bit. and yep. get it back back as close as you can to zero just while it's in in this price range. Because as we get closer to the end of the tournament, it, it is probably going to come in unless he really does something bad to, to that hamstring. But Probably just a, a watch and see, I think, as he plays Grigor Dimitrov. Um, he has been known to do this. He did his hip or something last year. He came off with a hip injury. Yeah, and so he's had abdominal. So he, abdominal he, he won a couple of years ago with a torn abdominal muscle. So he's got room to move because he is just that much better than everyone else. And he pushed him aside last night. He won the fourth set, six love. Yep. So yep. six one in the first and six love in the fourth. That would have helped him, obviously, get yeah. through that pretty comfortably and not be challenged. Yeah. But if you think about you know having a difficulty like that, the type of player that is going to challenge him most is probably Daniil Medvedev. And we saw that price mm. really come in. Um, yesterday while well, that match was in play, and it's kind of held around that $4.30. Yeah, fascinating. He's clearly second favourite. Um, so Djokovic, $2.58, $2.60. Uh, Medvedev, $4.30. Any value? What are we playing? What are we taking mid-tournament now, and who will shorten? Yeah, I, I think looking at it at the moment, I'm going to keep Novak safe. So I think if, if he looks to be struggling a little bit early against Dimitrov, I'll probably just you know pick off a little bit around, you know if it sits around that 3 $3.10 yep. mark again. Um, just to kind of you know bring the liability down on Novak. Can I just pause you there yep. and we'll talk about education. Yep. We might as well do that now because it's a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
the men's tournament, women's tournament, overall winners, watch the games as they're playing. We talked yep. about this a couple of weeks ago. Watch the games as they're going, and we're talking about the, the odds fluctuating in these winners' markets. You don't have to call up because it's not an in-play market. It's the overall winner. The odds fluctuate huge amounts. So as we said last night, if you were to lay Djokovic at $1.90 before the match for the for the tournament last night, he would have got out to $3.40. You back it, you can trade, make money. Yep. So that's that's just what I wanted to say. And I think that's the thing. If, you know, people were... You know, jumping at the opportunity to take Novak around that $2 mark at the start of the tournament. But just knowing that, you know, if there was a little bit of a question mark and it's just having that patience to be able to go, well, right, now there's an opportunity that we're, you know, nearly one week into the tournament and Novak is a longer price than he was yeah, you know, at the start amazing. of the tournament. Amazing. So, anyway, so you've got Djokovic just chip away potentially. Um, yep. You don't want to lose if he wins at the moment. You said that a couple of weeks ago as well. But who, who's the bet? Yeah, I, I think looking at the current prices and looking at the, the weather conditions for the rest of the the fortnight as well, you know, I, I think Holger Rune is probably one to just keep an eye on. I think he's sitting around the, the $12 mark at the yeah. moment. Um, he is one who could potentially take advantage of, of that that section and, and that half that, that Novak is also in. Um, so I think, you know, when you look at what's happening with the the market at the moment, we've got Medvedev and Tsitsipas and Sinner who are the, the three, um, so second, third and um, fifth favourites in, in the market, but they're all on the opposite side of the draw. To, to Novak. So they're all kind of going to have to battle each other out and only one of them is really going to make it through. But I think if you can pick someone from the half that, that Novak's in at the moment, I think, you know, Holger Rune is probably the, the one that the draw has really opened up for him. Um, and, and when you look through with all, all the seeds and everyone else who'd, who'd lost their way out of that that half of the draw yesterday, I think he's, he's one to keep an eye on that, that should be able to, to come in. And we saw, you know, at, at Paris last year, he can match it with Novak. Take the $12, Holger Rune, and he will be short. He can trade out later. Really good advice there. Um, just some data before you get to best bets. Yep. Um, Andy Murray, obviously, Kokonakis, went to five sets, went to 4 a.m., huge match uh, last night. Andy Murray hit $70 in play, mm-hmm. 2.3 thousand match to $10 plus. Yep. Kokonakis hit $1.01, $1.85 million matched at $1.20 or lower on him. Unbelievable. Just, and that's the thing with the, the scoring system of, of tennis. You can be so close to winning, and, and that was the case with Kokonakis, and then he loses that third set you know, in a tie break, and it's almost back to square one, having to start again at 0-0 in the fourth, and it, it, the finish line just moves that much further away. That rally where Kokonakis had four overhead smashes to put him away, and Murray stayed in the contest and won the point. That is unbelievable tennis. Yeah, the Kokonakis smash has been a bit of an issue for him across has this it? month. So, you know, if he can shore that up, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good year for, for Tanazi moving his way back up the rankings. There you go. Um, just another upset. Um, this lady has the best name in tennis. If she was, wasn't born to play tennis, no one was. Volley Nets. Yep, Katie. Katie. Yep, American. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Uh, yep, American qualifier. Volley Nets is her name. Yep. That's made up, surely. (laughs) She beat uh, Kurtamatova in three sets. Massive upset. Yep. So again, another upset of one of the players I'd spoken about a couple of weeks ago, but it was it was impressive, and her ability to stay in the contest and and really um, extend rallies and and make Kurtamatova, you know make unforced errors at unca- you know, some uncharacteristic moments was, was really key. Kudamatova matched at $1.07 in play, um, over 75,000 matched at $1.20 or less for mm. her. So yep. big upset there, betfair.com.au. That's the beauty of Betfair. Uh, all right, best bets time, mate. Yep. What have we got, men's? Yeah, men's. So one for tonight to keep an eye on. Uh, I do like uh, Daniil Medvedev tonight against quarter. So I'm taking the, the minus 6.5 games there. I think quarter looked a little bit, Average in the, the cooler conditions of the, the nighttime 
against Watanuki in the last round. And I think Medvedev can smell can smell blood now. He's seen what's happened yesterday. He's seen that you know Novak may have a bit of an issue. I think this is the time for for Medvedev to make a statement. Love that. There you go. That's your best bet. Um, and ruins your best bet in the overall winners market at the moment. I think at the moment back to lay yep. strategy or something like that. So take the twelve dollars ruin. Women's mate, what have we got? Yeah, I think you know looking at the the play this afternoon, uh, Danielle Collins. Uh, I, I do think that she should be a little bit longer in her odds. So Rybakina is in the multi, and I also like her at the if you can get minus one point five games or minus two. Uh, these two played a couple of weeks ago, and Rybakina started slowly, but really started to figure Collins out through sets two and three. And I think she's really one to keep an eye on. It's just floating under the radar a little bit. Um, it could be one who could cause Eager uh, Shrieltek a little bit of trouble. Brilliant, mate. Well, that's uh, all up there. Head to betfair.com/hub for Steve's previews, all things Australian Open. We've also got your multi. So head to yep. betfair.com.au for your multi. Take him on if you don't like him, if you like him, if you agree with him, you disagree. Back him. Uh, I love it. Ben, pleasure having you on again, mate. No worries. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Layback with Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858